0: hello welcome back to don't ask me how i'm doing i hope you guys are well this is episode one this is so exciting i am not a talker so i'm curious to see how long this episode is going to be my guess is going to be like 30 minutes maybe maybe more i hope it's more so it's like a good juicy meaty full podcast But anyway, today I plan to really get into the issue I have with the question, how are you? And like where that came from and why it's the name of my podcast. So let's get into it. This past year has been an atrocity. The global pandemic To start off with everyone experienced that and is still experiencing that and all the horrible things that came with that like so many people dying so many people getting sick with covid and just being so scared i mean personally i know so many family members that got it and like i remember just being so afraid because we we didn't know anything about covid at that time or at this time last year We just knew it was killing people. So that was just, that just started us off strong, okay? Then the killing of George Floyd um, really took a toll on the Black community and started up a massive wave of Black Lives Matter, which I'm so glad that I got to experience protesting to experience just the bond in the community but I wish it didn't have to come from the killing of an innocent man and that just seeing that in the media and seeing people's responses or seeing people seeing people not say anything was a lot to kind of process and I'm saying people but I'm talking about Like, people I actually know and used to see every day, or people who I would call family, like, close friends. And that's something I'm going to get into later in the episode. Like, people's responses to certain things are just, it just really shows who they are. So we're at pandemic, we're at Black Lives Matter, and my brother passes away. Rest in peace to him. That was extremely unexpected and extremely difficult for me and my family. And on top of the other two events that I mentioned, that really, really made me hate the question, how are you doing? Because it was people who were close to me who knew my brother just passed away, who knew I have family members with COVID right now who knew my school just decided to cancel my sport and everything and in-person classes for the whole year that were asking me, oh, how are you, Niall? In the most casual and just generic way. And it's like, if you really wanted the long-winded answer, the drawn out answer, you would not be asking me, how are you doing? You would be specific. You would be intentional how are you doing with the passing of your brother? How are you doing with the fact that your school canceled classes and your sport for the next year? How are you doing with dealing with the fact that your family members have COVID? That would tell me, you are serious. You really genuinely care and want to know how I'm doing. But to be honest, at that time, I would rather have sat in awkward silence than to have the space wasted with the generic how are you question at that moment i'm not going to want to give you the long drawn out answer and you're opening the door for me to not have to so i'm gonna i'm gonna take it i'm gonna say i'm good how about you i'm i'm coping how about you and it just the whole thing seems so plastic you know My point here is that if you're not genuinely asking me how I'm doing to gain understanding, to exercise empathy and meet me where I am in my pain and my hurt and my confusion, then just don't ask at all. And on the flip side, I knew that I wasn't genuinely ready to talk about how I was doing. I wasn't ready to talk about my pain, my hurt, my confusion. And therefore, I wasn't going to answer the question because I knew I wasn't going to be genuine. And I I was assuming that they weren't being genuine either because they were asking me how I'm doing in such a horrible time in my life. You know, do you do you understand how that looks to someone who's grieving or someone who's just going through something? And don't get me wrong. I do believe that the question has use. I mean, I've been a cashier since I was 14 years old, and I can genuinely say that, like, We had to ask people how they were doing. It's common courtesy when someone comes up to you and you're serving them. You ask them how they are. Sure, but I never cared how customers were in all my years of working. I I just don't care. And then on the flip side, as a customer, when someone who's serving me or checking me out at a grocery store asks me how I'm doing, I'm not going to give them a long-winded answer because... I know that this transaction is going to last 30 seconds. They have no clue who I am and they're not going to remember me when I walk out of the store. So in those spaces, sure. How are you doing is great, but I'm talking about my best friends asking me how I'm doing or my aunts and uncles asking me how I'm doing. You know how I'm doing. You can see everything going on around us, around me. You have a clue of how I'm doing. And because I know that, I'm not going to awkwardly confirm, like, okay, Here, here is what, here's an example. Friend. Hey, Niall. How are you doing? Niall. Internally thinking, hmm, everything sucks right now. I'm in the worst mental state I've ever been in, and I hate everything. Outwardly says, I'm good, you know, going through it, but I'm fine. Person says... Yeah, I feel you. So change the subject. Like what? That is a waste of time. That is a waste of time. You could have just, hey, Niall, hopped to the subject that you were going to change it to after you disgenuinely, unauthentically asked me how I was doing. Do you see what I'm getting at? And it just happened so much to me over the past couple months that I was so sick of it like I stopped replying to text messages, I stopped answering phone calls cuz I just knew it was coming and I knew I didn't want to talk about it or I didn't want to be fake about how I was feeling cuz that's just so exhausting. It's exhausting not to be real with yourself and not to be real with others. And that is what I really want to talk about in this episode, feeling your emotions to the fullest fullest <coughs> excuse me. Feeling your emotions to the fullest extent. I don't know why that was so hard to say. Fullest extent. There we go. Feeling your emotions to the fullest extent has always been easy for me. I'm the sensitive one. I don't know if that's because I'm the last born or I'm the only girl in the family and I just grew up being able to just freely express my emotions and be heard, but I'm sensitive. I've accepted it now. People used to tell me to grow tough skin or take things as a grain of salt and I did try that but it didn't last long. I just am more comfortable when I'm feeling my emotions and expressing them and a lot of people don't do that probably for their own personal reasons but I looked up misconceptions about feelings because I feel like a lot of people don't understand that they're natural human things and you can't avoid them so number one is you can't help how you feel false literally what this is all about you can help how you feel by addressing how you feel period like you're gonna feel the emotion you might as well take care of it by saying to whoever's making you feel whatever way hey you're making me feel this way that's helping your emotion. And even if that conversation doesn't produce the positive outcome that you want, you're still going to feel better because at least that person knows they're making you feel this way. The second misconception is emotions can't be expressed in words. Also false. Also what I'm talking about right now. I do understand that sometimes it's hard to Convey exactly what you're feeling because sometimes it's not a I'm sad, I'm mad, I'm happy. It's a whole mix of things. But the solution to that for me is to take time and really think about what is making me feel what. So, like identifying the source and then connecting it to what you're feeling. And after thinking about that, you're going to be able to more clearly communicate what you're feeling, even if you still can't. Really find the words for it. You're at least going to be able to say, okay, you ignoring me makes me feel bad, or you doing this makes me feel a certain type of way. And even though that other person may not be able to understand what you're feeling, at least they know what they're doing to make you feel that way, so they can change at least that aspect of it. Third misconception is that emotions are stupid. False. Again, obviously, all of these are going to be false because they're misconceptions, but that's another thing people try to make. Like, people try to tell you that your emotions aren't valid. Don't act on your emotions. They're stupid. Like, no. (laughs) Emotions are there for a reason. Like, emotional reactions are there for a reason. It's just like, Pain reactions, or whatever that sensory thing is in our bodies, that tell us, like, hey, this is hurting your body, stop doing it. I feel like emotions work in that same way, like, hey, this is making you feel bad, let's address it, let's cut that out of our lives, let's fix it. The next misconception is that emotions are irrational now i kind of see where this one comes from just because emotions can be so big you can feel so you can feel some type of way so strongly that it makes you kind of feel crazy um and sometimes like i can personally relate to this sometimes i do feel crazy when i like cut people off because they're acting a certain way or because they're making me feel a certain way, even if that's just how they are. I like to, how people like to say like that's just how they are. Mm, no. That may be how they are, but it's not working for me, so therefore I'm going to take care of it. And that that's sort of a defense mechanism. Again, it goes back to the pain thing. you're protecting yourself, your body's alerting you so you can protect yourself. And as ridiculous as I sometimes feel when I make decisions like that to maybe cut someone off or to change the way I'm acting, it does matter because those nitpicky feelings are going to be there unless you take care of them. And if that means cutting someone off or changing the way you act around someone, then so be it. Not everyone is meant to be in our lives long term. Not everyone is going to be for you. And you have to figure that out. Okay, and the last misconception is that controlling your emotions means behaving like a robot. That is false because just because you're analyzing your emotions and taking control over them doesn't mean you're going to be suppressing them. And I think that's where this comes from. Like, if you're going about it in a healthy way... If you're regularly communicating with others and having internal dialogue about how you feel, that is quite literally the opposite of suppressing your emotions. So you're going to feel more freedom, you're going to feel more relief by sort of taking action and taking control of your emotions than you are going to feel suppressed or whatever else this is insinuating. Personally, I feel like people avoid their emotions because they're afraid of the responses they're going to get and they're not ready to face the reality of that. After a while, you're going to get over that. (laughs) You're going to realize life is too short to not be real with yourself and be real with others. It's just not worth it at the end of the day to keep someone around just because you're scared of telling them how you feel and you're scared of the result of that. And I get it. Anxiety does play a role in that, and I can relate to that. But at the end of the day, I probably have said this a million times, it's just more beneficial to be upfront. And the more upfront you are, the more you'll attract that realness back to you. All those sayings are true, like, show me your friends and I'll be able to tell who you are. Like, that's very real. So if you're being upfront, you're being real, you're being authentic, yes, you may lose some people, but at the end of the day, you're going to be attracting those real and authentic and genuine people. So it'll be worth it. And I'm not saying go and destroy every relationship in your life. I'm just saying you got to be upfront and you have to be real, period. It's that simple. Just being genuine in everything you do. That's it. So in light of all of this, in light of this topic, we're gonna go through what I felt today so far, and we're also gonna go through my gratitudes, intentions, and looking forward to's because that's something I wanna do at at the end of every episode. And that's something I encourage you to do too, because of that is practicing mindfulness and being self-aware so let's do it today i felt anxious probably because i haven't studied as much as i wanted to and finals are coming up but it's fine we're gonna make up for it this weekend hopefully um yeah i felt motivated because Episode one is coming out this week, and I'm just so excited for this podcast. And I'm excited about the growth that I see coming for it, and for myself as I do this. Like I said, I don't talk a lot. Like I don't even talk this much to my friends. That's not because of anything bad. It's just I'm more reserved, and that probably goes into why I am so mindful because I'm always just thinking, never talking, or I'm never talking as much as I'm thinking. Yeah. They say it's good to talk to yourself, and that's what I feel like I'm doing, even though this is going to be released into the world, but whatever. I've also felt excited. I get to go home in like two days and see my mom. She redecorated the whole house and like painted, got new furniture, and like it's all finished now. So I'm excited to see what that looks like. And the last emotion I felt today would be joy so far. It's still like, it's 12 right now. There's still a whole half of the day to go. But for right now, joy is the last emotion. And it's because me and my cousins are planning this huge Mother's Day weekend thing for our moms and our grandmother. We're all going to the beach for Mother's Day weekend slash my brother's graduation. So they're all going to be together. And it's just so fun planning with my cousins. (laughs) They're hilarious. And I can't wait for all the moms to see like what we have planned. I'm excited. And that brings me joy. My family brings me joy. On to gratitudes. I'm grateful for my teammates. Right now we're kind of preparing to go back into season. So it's kind of a preseason, an unofficial preseason, and we can all see each other's workouts. So I'm grateful for that because seeing them workout motivates me to work out and in turn makes us a better team collectively. I'm grateful for I'm grateful for the fact that it's Thursday. It means I have one class today, so I kind of get the day to myself. And I have a lot of free time to do things like record this podcast. Today, I intend to be kind to everyone I interact with. I have volunteering later on today, and I just want to be intentional about that and not just go through the motions. I see the same people, so it's easy to just get accustomed to Staying to myself, not interacting, but I want to intentionally be kind today. And lastly, I'm looking forward to the end of the semester. We have like three weeks to go, and I just cannot wait. I love being a student, but I'm ready to have a long break. And the big break means that we're just that much closer to being back on campus. So, yeah. Thank you for being here with me. I will see you guys on the next episode.